Welcome to the show. This is episode 101 of Running With Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. And today's show is a little bit different. Uh, Last week, we released the 100th episode, which we couldn't believe we were at 100 of the podcast. And we wanted to do something a little bit different. And we were racking our brains. What can we do to celebrate that episode? And then we thought, why don't we do a live show, a live podcast? So not recorded, no taking the embarrassing bits out, none of this editing from Pete, the producer, to take out the swear words. We wanted to keep it raw and keep it very real. And that's exactly what we did. And if you missed this, it was on Podbean. Now, many of you may listen to the podcast each week, download the podcast using the Podbean app. And this is where we did the live show. And it was just, it was so much fun. We were both a little bit nervous. We were a little bit out of our comfort zone, which we often talk about on the show with running. Sometimes you have to take yourself out of your comfort zone. Well, we definitely did that with the live episode. And I'll be honest with you, there were some moments where I didn't think it was going to happen. We had one or two little technical glitches, but eventually we got it sorted and we did a live show on the Podbean app. If you did miss it, do not panic because here's what happened. Running with Jake, the podcast. because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to the first ever live edition of Running with Jake, the podcast. We're live. This is not pre-recorded. As you hear me now, as I speak these words, I am actually saying them. It's very exciting. Myself and Pete, the producer of the show, the non-running guy, for anybody listening to this who happens to be new to Running with Jake's podcast. Uh, myself and Pete, very excited about this and also a little bit nervous. I- I'm not sure whether we should be very honest and set the tone for the show, for the new listeners. Should we be really honest or do we just never speak of it again? I think, um, we, we, I mean, we're in two situations, aren't we? We can either uh, completely bury it and pretend it didn't happen or we can be honest about it. And you did bring it up. And also, um, for anyone who's um, who's like watching or listening or whatever, and they've looked at the title of this, this is clearly take two because take one didn't work out, did it? Oh, man. It was a bit of a nightmare. I mean, it does feel a little bit like it's a bit reminiscent of like the last day at school. You know, where you kind of you just rock up with your board games and you piss about. You don't really do any proper work. It feels a little bit like that. And it certainly felt like that during the... I don't know. Can we call it the first live? I mean, this is like the first live, isn't it? Look, we had we had technical problems, didn't we? We had issues with with the equipment. We did, yeah. There were definitely technical issues, which meant that um, that we had to send a piece of equipment back. We've since got a new piece of equipment, so fingers crossed, it should work. Hello, the hunter. By the way, the hunter has entered the room. This is really weird, you see, because normally we're celebrating the hundredth episode of our, our podcast. If you uh, if you <laughs> if you don't think we're that awful then go back and listen to some of them. There are some de- decent ones there. Not only the, the podcast, the podcast, uh, there's a hundred of those. So we're celebrating the hundredth one. Uh, there's also a whole bunch of other stuff on our feed as well, like the quick hit that came out today where, uh, Jake, that's you, uh, chatting with Joe Wilkinson about threshold running on that occasion. That uh, was launched this morning. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it went a little bit wrong. A bit of equipment went wrong, but it's not as bad as the big failure we had the other week where... Um, a mixing desk caught fire. That was that was interesting during I'm, an interview. 
I think that was, we'd have to label that as a bit of a safety concern. Really. That was a safety issue. Whereas the first live that we, we attempted, the, the prelude to this to this live episode was kind of just, it just, just didn't work. It wasn't particularly unsafe, but the whole mixing desk catching fire during an interview with a guest <laughs> we've never had on before, it's a little bit embarrassing. I'm yeah. not quite sure I, ha- I should have admitted to the fact that I felt like I was on fire. <laughs> I could just smell smoke. This is during the recording of the interview, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and we connect We connect via, via Zoom, don't we? So we can see our guests on the, on the video. And I just thought, I've got to be honest here, I'm recording in the cupboard, which you make me do because I live in a house with really high ceilings. So the sound's bad. Sound yeah. bounces everywhere. So you forced me to record in the in the coat cupboard, which is where I am now. And I could just smell burning and it was getting worse and worse and worse. I, I've got to be honest. I've just got to own up. Yeah, it, it, it's the best thing to do in that in that situation, I think. I saw your nostrils starting to flare and you started sniffing and I was like, what is Jake doing? And I guess acting a little bit weird because she's no idea what we're like. And um, and then you, you announced that, that uh, there's a small fire. And I'd love, do you know what? I'd love to be able to play the audio of that. I'd love to have that audio, but unfortunately it wasn't recorded because the mixing desk was alight oh, at man. the time. It's, and- it's, been, it's been an interesting 100 episodes, let, let's be brutally honest. But from back in the day when we were sharing a cold beer, well, we weren't sharing a cold beer. You, we had our own. I mean, we're not that tight. In your, in your local pub. And we had the idea to produce a a running based podcast, which is how the podcast was born. And it really sure. comes from my experience as a running coach. And I've been running for many, many years before that I was a personal trainer. And I love working with clients one to one and coaching people. But it's really nice to, to have the platform, which is what exactly what a podcast gives you to be able to just help and coach and motivate en masse. I mean, that's kind of the idea behind it, right, Pete? And we, we have fun doing it. We don't take things too seriously. And because the majority of people that I think listen to our show and that I help and coach, it's real people. It's not full-time athletes with a team of people around them, you know, physios and sports therapists helping them, nutritionists. It's real people with w- real lives, thoughts, emotions, setbacks, droughts of motivation. So we like to keep things pretty real and have a laugh as well. Yeah, we do. I think the uh, I think the laughing bit is essential. And, um, you know, I, I've always identified myself as being a non-running guy, and I'm very much a non-running guy, um, <clears throat> although I do occasionally run as it happens. And I think that I do that for my own mental health, because without it, I'd be like, I'd be much worse than I am now, mate, <laughs> honestly. And um, like... Uh, we, it's, I've, I've not actually been out. I've not actually been for a run for about ten days or so. And I told you that just before we started this live. Mm. And honestly, you should have seen Jake's face. It was as, almost as if I told him that a relative had died or something like that. It was like it was like lost. there was this look of utter loss on your face. And I'm going. It's all right. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but honestly, I've had a. I'm, I'm feeling like hell at the moment. And I'm going to go for a run today because I've had a right a right morning. I've woken up. I've got a cold. I'm all all bunged up. And then I go downstairs, and the car, right, I go, and, and bearing in mind, it's been chucking it down. We're in the UK here. It was, it was throwing it down all night long. Um, it, was, it was raining. It was, it, was, it was really bad. And I go out to the car, and all the windows and the boot are open on the car. And I'm like, what is going on? On the driveway, yeah? On the drive. And, and I'm going, what's going on here? And I look in the car, and it's wet through, man. The car is soaking wet, like big time. And I'm going, what is going on? So I, so I like, 
switch it on, turn the aircon as as hot as it will go to try and dry it out, which is currently what's happening. It's on the driveway now with the engine running, trying to dry it out. And I'm going, what is it? So I've done some research, and it turns out that Volkswagen have got something that they call a convenience feature. It's clearly labelled convenience features on the on the um, on the on the settings of the car. And what you can do, for, and, and why is this convenient? Why, why, who would ever want to do this? But I must have like, I, I had my had my key in my pocket last night. And if you press the unlock button for two seconds, it opens all the windows and opens the boot in the car. So that must have happened last night because my keys were in pocket last night. So that must have happened. But in what world is that convenient? When would you ever need to do that? Uh, Remotely? Saying, when would you why, need to? This is why you need to do a Jake. You need to do a Jake and just get rid of the car. I, I walked through right now. <laughs> yeah, you have done that. moved to Winchester myself and my girlfriend. She has a car for, for commuting purposes to get to work and stuff. But I just, I, it feels very liberating. It's, it's something that I don't have to think about. But you know what's really interesting? You, you mentioned about the whole lack of running thing and you've not been out there for a week and stuff. And yeah. you know, you're feeling a bit bunged up. I know that. We exchanged a few messages last night, didn't we? And you sounded proper bunged up and stuff. I think, oh, man. How's it, oh, it going to go today bleh, on the show? Yeah. You know, these are all very real, let's call them setbacks. They're obstacles. They're things that mm. can genuinely set you back and stop you from from getting out there for a run if you're feeling ill or if you've got an issue with the car or work or whatever. But interestingly, I sent my guys a voice message this morning. So we have like a community WhatsApp group. So all my runners are in this group. And I often drop messages in there of kind of daft stuff or motivation or inspirational tips. And, you know, people are feeling at the moment, it's December as we're, we're live now. And if you listen to this as a pre-record and dark, it's cold, it's icy in many parts of the world, for sure. Certainly over here in the UK. And motivation isn't kind of so easy for everybody, even people that are super fired up. So I spoke with a very good friend of mine uh, the other day, and he's typically somebody that will get out there and run. He's a running coach himself. He's motivated, driven to achieve times and targets and stuff. But he said, I just, you know, I'm just not feeling the love at the moment. And I think that's really interesting because it shows that it's just real and it can happen to all of us. But getting to the point, I dropped a message to my guys this morning and I said, look, you are probably feeling that motivation isn't at an all time high, it may even be at an all time low. And certain obstacles will stop you from running social engagements, work stuff, all that. That's fine. Weather, you got to stay safe. But actually, if you just can't be asked and really you think, oh, you know, I should get out there, I want to get out there, but I can't. Oh, I've had a busy day. And, oh, and there is a window of opportunity. I think it really pays to think about your goals for next year, for 2022. And I'll tell you why I say that. Now, if you are training for something next year, it's obviously very clear in, in your mind. You know what your goal is, a marathon or 10K or whatever. Maybe it's not distance-based, race-based. Maybe you just want to be consistent with your running, run three, four times a week or whatever. Whatever that goal is, think about that because that will get you out there. And it's all about maintaining a foundation at the moment. So if you've been running pretty consistently, fairly frequently over the course of the year. Maybe there's been some drop-offs, but typically you've been running pretty well. You don't want to lose that. Now, I'm not saying if you have a week off, like in your case, Pete, or anybody listening to this, if they've had a bit of time out, you don't go back to square one. You don't lose all your, your fitness. But detraining is a thing. So the detraining principle states that if you have a prolonged period of rest where you no longer do any physical activity, any exercise, running or otherwise, you can start to lose fitness. So what you want to do is maintain that foundation, that almost like minimum level 
of ability, if you like, because what that does is it, it, it doesn't put you under huge amounts of pressure. You're not trying to smash loads of sessions this December. That's probably quite difficult, but you're neither dropping off the cliff. So come January, you're in a strong position. You, you, you're in a really good starting position. You've not got to build back. It's a platform, a springboard to then start to drop some of those sexy sessions in there, the creative sessions, the more interesting sessions, the interval work, the longer runs for your goal. Does that make some sense? So I really try to encourage us and just it's all about the mind, because if the mind's not in the right place, how are you going to even get out of bed in the morning? Never mind. Get your shoes on and go for a run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get that. I mean, to be honest, it's not massively a lack of motivation on my part. It's just because I've been really busy with other stuff. And I guess really that is a lack of motivation in some way, isn't it? Because you could you could make time for it, whereas I've made time to sit and play Rocket League, for example, but I haven't made time to go for a run. But today, strangely enough, while one car was drying out because um, it rained in the car, uh, the other car I was taking to the garage to have an MOT, a, 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 a test done on. It. What, and can, um, is this on Rocket League or is this in no real no no life? this is real this, sorry this is in real life no, sorry, I took my wife's car to the garage to ah. have an MOT and uh, I had to walk back from the garage and as I was walking back do you know what I did Jake I, I did a little run <laughs> on the way back from the garage it, it was I, I wasn't planning it but I just thought do you know what I'm more comfortable running than I'm walking and that's weird because I'm a non-running guy and I don't know if that happens to running people like you for example you run all the time do you, do, I was bored. I was bored walking. So I, so I started, I, initially I did a little bit of a run as I crossed the road, a little bit of a canter, if you will, because I thought I'm going to get run over. So I'm going to speed up. And I thought, oh, actually that felt good. I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> so I cantered, I cantered all the way home, much like a racehorse. It's a funny thing though, isn't it? Because obviously if you're running, it's, it's, it's quicker. You know, there's a lot of people that perhaps listen to this that or listen to the show that will use running as a as a form of commuting. It's you know maybe they've got that that setup at work where they can have a shower or whatever. You know, use the whole stick a, stick a can of dry shampoo in in your bag. Yes, I'm a modern a modern man, and away you go. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff works well. But it, it's funny because Martina, my girlfriend, so she's she's Italian, she's driven, she's bonkers, goal orientated. Uh, up for a running and she's training towards she did Manchester this year training towards Manchester again next year and probably London towards the back end of next year but if we're ever out and about in and around Winchester no matter how long we've been walking for she will say guaranteed oh it's just oh it's just so tiring walking I'm just oh, just so tired mm. I'm like you're just walking man how I mean you run marathons you go out and do 20 mile runs at the weekend when you're in, you know, the thick of training. How can you be so tired walking? Oh, it's just this hill. It's not a hill. It's but that's a hill. mental thing all the way home, all the way, isn't it? It's just a mental thing. Gotta be. Gotta be. Yeah, massively, um, massively. Manuel, I've just seen, has joined us here. This, I'm not sure whether we should, should we, should we kick people out? I'm a bit nervous. No, we're not. What do you mean kick people out? We don't kick people out. I'll tell you why, Manuel, I see you just joined us. Basically, Pete and I had a bit of a nightmare in the first Was it Manuel? It might be Manuel. Is it, Man- is, it, is it Manuel? No, I think it's Manuel, isn't it? Is it Manuel? I don't Manuel? know. I'm, Manuel? I've been, I've, Manuel, Manuel. I don't know. I'm, we're so bad. We're, oh, oh someone, did a, someone did a heart. Thanks, Manuel. Is, well, is think- it Manuel? Oh, oh, Meg? Meg's here? Ah, but the thing is, I'm, I've got my back to the cupboard, right, as you can see sure. on the video as well. Yeah. And the laptop where I'm, I'm viewing everything on Podbean is at the other end of the cupboard. Yes, it's not the world's biggest cupboard, but it's difficult to <laughs> So Apologies if I do get your names, your names wrong. But the thing is, 
Mm. We said, look, let's let's just give this another little test. It didn't work last time we tried to do the live. We had microphone issues. We said that at the start of the show. But yeah. now we've got people listening in. I didn't think people had listened. I thought it'd just be you and I. I feel under pressure. I know. I know. It does. Seriously, welcome along. Seriously, if you've just joined us, <laughs> I feel, feel like the old radio days. This <laughs> uh, we're, we're just doing a little bit of a live. We've never done it before. We did do it once, like you said, Jake, a couple of days ago. Unfortunately, Jake's mixing desk blew up, so that didn't work any longer um so we've never we've never actually done a live before but what we thought we'd do is we, is we have the podcast we've done 100 episodes of it and we get loads of questions we do this thing called hashtag ask jake we get loads of emails we get loads of stuff on social media uh to do with it and we only actually answer one question every show so simple math tells you that we've only ever answered 100 questions but we've got a whole bunch of other questions um waiting to go so we just thought do you know what we're going to crack through some of the questions and then if some people in the room have questions about running as well, running motivation, practical questions about running, any kind of stuff that you'd want to ask a running coach, Jake is the running coach here. I am very much the non-running guy. Jake would be more than happy to um, to answer your question, okay? Manuel says, Manuel, Manuel says that we're speaking pretty fast oh that's how we roll man seriously you have to listen fast that's what that's what you that's what you have to do maybe, maybe um, we've accidentally pressed the two times speed button here I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we are it's like it's live i don't know if we can do that i don't know if we can do that but let's um let's crack on with some of these questions and and if you're if you're in the room and you do have any questions um feel free to either call in i don't know how that works but we'll give it a go or failing that, if you'd rather just stick some stuff in the text, um, in the uh, message uh, text thing, then feel free to do that as well. But I, I you know, I'm, I am nervous about doing this live thing because we've never done live before. And I'm looking at other people who are live at the moment, Jake, and it worries me uh, that we're not, um, I don't know, that we're not good enough to be live because wow. well, I feel like we're, they're all religious podcasts that are live at the moment. And there's us. Well, just us. I mean, it can't just be religious. I mean, they can't just be religious podcasts live, surely. I mean, that's hang on. There's um real real estate investing in real estate investing that's due to start. Okay. At um at one p.m. So that's got to wait a while for that. But there's like, oh, there's the prayer festival who are live at the moment. Oh, can we see what they're doing? Can we have a listen? Hang on. <laughs> Jeez, honestly, I, I don't. Right, that that's too much for me. That's too much for me. I, I I'm just concerned. A... Manuel will definitely not keep up with uh, with, with that show. He he won't be listening. Yeah, to that show was... at all. that's way too. Funny. He was he was speaking in tongues, um, and then I'm I'm going. <laughs> No, I think we. I'm just looking at all the religious shows. I feel like maybe we're too um, scenery to be on to be on alive. I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, maybe we just need to kind of wait until we get some feedback. Look, let's just let's just hustle our way through. <laughs> oh, this hang on, show. no, sorry, I've just, I've just seen there's someone called uh, Mistress Alyssa on uh, with some with a show called Kink Friendly. That's on at the moment. <laughs> well, if you get really that bored, is, if you don't recognize it. That's low-key hatred. Yeah, that's what that is. That is low-key hatred. That's hatred. Well, that's happening as well. So, anyway, thanks for choosing. Thanks for choosing us. Yeah, that's that's happening. Yeah, I, I might. Um, to be fair, I'm 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 busy, mate. I want to go and listen to uh, Miss Alyssa. 
So let me get this straight. You've just done the whole big intro about us answering your running related <laughs> questions every episode with hashtag Ashtrake. You're saying we get too many questions. We're going to take some of those questions now and answer them. And then you've just bowled that my way and you expect me to be serious and put my coach's hat on. I mean, sorry, <laughs> you're going to have to. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, anyway, some of the questions, okay, we've got a whole bunch of them that we've, when we're not going to do all of them because that would just be boring. Um, One from Richard, actually, I printed them off. Uh, Richard, how many races are too many in 2022? Apparently, Richard has already um, has some races that have been deferred from 2021, but there are loads of other events that he's tempted to sign up for as well. So, you know, how how many for, for, for someone who's running, enjoying it, getting involved in races, how many events during 12 months is too many? It's a difficult one, isn't it, that? Because, first of all, I completely understand where you're coming from, Richard, because we're in this situation where things have been a little bit out of our control. So all these races have been deferred, not through our own choosing, but because of COVID and the pandemic and whatnot. So all of a sudden, while you may have had quite a logical structure to your events that you've got over the course of a year all of a sudden you've got you know three races on one day which i know has been the case for for quite a few people and then you've got to make the hard decision which one of those do you do and which two do you drop for example if obviously they don't coincide on the same day do you do them do you not do them and then not only have you got the races that have been deferred to 2022 as you mentioned Richard but also there's other races that are perhaps in your mind that you fancy doing because I've always said this Pete when somebody first starts running and they get their confidence builds a bit and then they get into the whole event thing maybe they've done couch to 5k then the local 10k and it kind of goes from there really you build up to wherever you want to take things you do these races and all of a sudden you're like oh that was a great event like I really loved it to be around people and I'm going to do that again next year. And you get the email, the early birds sign up. You're going to save a tenner if you sign up today, all that sort of stuff. So before you know it, you're like racing almost every weekend. I think the key question to ask yourself, if you're listening to this and you're like Richard in this situation where you've maybe got too many races uh, over the course of next year, first of all, be really, really honest with yourself rather than thinking, oh, it's fine. I'm not racing too often. Be honest with yourself. Do you have too many? But really, what I think is, is very important is, that, is asking yourself, are they races or are they events? Now, it may just sound like a simple change in uh, switching terminology or race or event. What's the difference? But I think it makes a massive difference to not only the psychology behind it and your thought process, but also how you execute in that event or race, you know, what happens on the day? Because, you know, a race to me says, oh, man, it's a race. It's against other people. It's against the clock. It's against myself. Everything matters. I'm going to be checking the weather forecast two weeks before the event to, you know, see what the weather's like. Is it optimum? Oh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Whereas if you view the race as an event, I think it helps to take some pressure off because all of a sudden you say, well, this is just an event. It's perhaps part of training. It's not an out-and-out race where I'm attempting to win it or finish in a certain position or achieve a certain time. It's part of training. So that is a really important question I think you can ask yourself, Richard, in this case, and and everybody listening uh, that maybe has too many races, and discipline as well. Be very disciplined because the original question was, you know, I've got all these races have been deferred. How many races are too many? I think it's difficult to give a precise number. Oh, this 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 number of races is okay, but this isn't. I think it depends on your expectations for them because I guess the reality is, could you do an event every single weekend? 
well, yes, potentially, if you have the physical ability. And if they're not all marathons, they're logical distances. You know, if you think about it on the basis that you're probably going to get out there and run every weekend anyway, or certainly aim to, you know, the classic long run at the weekend, whether you're training for a half marathon or whatever distance it might be. So on that basis, if you're going to run anyway, why not just stick a number on your chest and run with other people? But you've got to treat it as an event. You know, if you're somebody, and I know there's people like this, I've been there myself, that can get caught up in the occasion, swept along, and you've got all good intentions of just going and jogging or running easy in this race. And then the gun goes, Everybody blasts off running too quick as most people do, and you just go with them. So you've definitely got to apply some some discipline there. But I don't think it's a right or wrong. I think it's down to how you manage the events rather than whether you do them or don't do them. I hope that makes some sense. Yeah, it does. It really does, I think. Um, you keep banging on at me to um, take part in this uh, relay in, um, in Manchester next year. And I've said, don't be so silly. I'm not taking part in a race. And then you're going, it's not a race, mate. It's just an event. And I'm going, it means I'm going to have to run. (laughs) That's the issue. But yeah, I think it's a a subtle thing, but I think it it can make all the difference as far as your mindset is concerned. One Um, of the things I love love about the guests that we speak to on the show, I mean, the aim, as we said from the start of this, this live episode with the podcast, is to inspire, have some fun. We want to motivate you guys, give you some tips and tricks as well, not just for me as a running coach and a personal trainer and, you know, almost a lifelong runner, but from from the guests that we have on the show, the experts from kind of all corners of the globe, really. And some of the gems, the pearls of wisdom that they throw our way on the show, I get inspired by. You know, I think about when I'm out there running. It really, like, influences me in, a, you know, a really positive way. And one of them that really springs to mind and stays with me is uh, something that Mike Grattan said, who won the 1983 London Marathon. Great guy. He's been a guest a couple of times now on the show. Uh, and he's just got so much knowledge. And one thing he said about racers is racers are just training with a number on. Wow. I mean, how true is that? You get whatever the outcome of a race, you're going to get fitter from it. It's a great training session. Oh, it just so happens you're wearing a number on your chest and there's some other people around you. But it's a training session. So in the case of Richard, you know, and, and, and people that are of a similar sort of mindset, am I racing too much, doing too many? Treat them like events, man. They're just It's just a training session. You just happen to have a number on your chest. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, speaking of Mike Grattan, um, he was he was brilliant. He, he's always great when we have him on the show. I've, I've lost track of... If, if we were organised, I'd be able to say, oh, Mike Grattan... In fact, I can tell you that Mike Grattan was on episode 61. That was the last time he was on, I think, or it may have been the first time. I don't know. Um, but we have, we have done a hundred of them now, so I've kind of lost track. But one of the questions that you um, make a point of asking all the time is um, you, ask, you ask people what motivation means to them. And I think we've had some really interesting and insightful um, thoughts and answers about that. And I've just found, because as you were talking about Mike Grattan, I found out I found what Mike Grattan said. So if you want, I'll play that now, and then we'll crack on with more questions. If you're listening, um, then thank you, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having a listen. Um, you know, there's loads of other uh, live shows available. Most of them doing prayers. Um, we're not going to do any prayers, but uh, we are giving running motivation, or at least Jake is. I mean, he's the uh, he's the running guy. I'm very much the non-running guy um but if you do have any questions then feel free just to tap them in the um in the in the message box there or of course you can call in because that will be really testing the tech but let's crack on and let's see what happened when you asked mike about what motivation meant to him 
What does the word motivation mean to you? It's a target to work towards, uh, which keeps you going. So my target changed year on year. And so it became the London Marathon. Uh, and then it became running a world record, which I never did. But now it would be um, you know, getting to the point where I could enter a race, you know, go to a park run. That would be fantastic. So it, it's a moving feast, I think, motivation. You need to have something in your life to look forward to. Uh, and and yeah, running, if you're a runner, is something to look forward to all the time. I said this when I when we spoke with Mike on the show, I think that the first time certainly it became apparent that, man, he's just a guy that I would love to just sit in a pub with, have a beer and just talk running and pick his brains. He's, I find him really relaxing as well to listen to. Do you know what I mean? To talk to and he cares. Yeah. He's, he's so, he's so smart and, and experienced. And I love what he said there when we asked him that question, that it's a, it's an ever moving thing. It's not a fixed thing. So if you really take, the time to just take a step back and think about right why do i run what what's the motivation there there will be one there may be more than one motivation and it might be kind of you know more than one motive and it might be like a bit of a pecking order so for somebody it might be to achieve times in a race and then there's going to be more reasons behind that why do you want to achieve times in a race is it uh, to acknowledge yourself be proud of yourself maybe that comes from childhood who knows but i think things where, where goals are concerned do change because the classic thing with running is particularly I think for kind of the recreational runner that isn't a full-time athlete we're not on the world stage you know I include myself in this I'm just a regular guy that wants to run for my my own reasons but at some point if you're chasing target times that's only going to go one way you're only going to get slower that I mean that's just the reality of it and that's where you sh- then it's down to you, I believe, to shift the focus and find something else that stimulates you, that motivates you, that that effectively causes you to take ac- action, put the shoes on and get out there. And it might be the fact that you adjust your target times accordingly. So it might be the case that you say, well, do you know what? I'm 50 years old now. I'm 60 years old or whatever age it is. I can't run like I used to when I was 21. So I'm going to manage my expectations and I'm going to set more realistic times. You know, the whole good for age thing is is often something that people strive to achieve, but it doesn't have to be time related. And I think that's one of the things that really leaps out from what Mike said there. It doesn't have to be time related. You know, what did he say? I mean, he won the 1983 London Marathon, right? He's mm. achieved some amazing things in his time. And now he's saying, you know, just to complete a park run, you know? And I think, wow, that's because also we know that there's a high injury risk with running. A lot of people get injured. Unfortunately, it's the nature of the sport. You know, this is probably a conversation for, for another time, but I think it's important to kind of accept that. While we want to try and minimize the risk, I think accepting that there's a chance we could get injured at some point just helps you deal with things a little bit more. But once you're injured, all those thoughts, I think for most people, the time and, oh, I want to run this quick and I want to run this distance, they sort of go out the window. I mean, I'll give you an example, right? Personal example. I'm coming back. If you do listen to the show regularly, by the way, or follow me on the various social media channels, you can follow me on Strava as well. Just search Running With Jake. You will know that I'm coming back from a bit of a calf strain. I ran the Manchester Marathon last October with some of my runners. My girlfriend loved it. Got a bit of a calf strain in kind of the aftermath of that in in the following weeks. And all of a sudden, I'm no longer chasing target times and pace. I'm like, do you know what? I just love to get out there and just jog for like 10 minutes. That'd be amazing. Mm. Just get out there, yeah. have a little jog, just see how it feels. So you you are in control of your expectations and your goals. And I think that's something that's so important to be aware of. 
Massively, yeah. And it's not just running, is it? It's anything in life, really. It's, you know, that, that motivation during life and what, you know, drives you to get out of bed. It, it changes all the time. I mean, um, and, and I think it's, you know, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because I, I was, I am a non-running guy. I do run occasionally. I didn't genuinely. I'm, I'm, what am I now, Jake? I'm 47 or something like 47. And I think I started running when coronavirus became a thing for my mental health because I was going insane. And obviously doing the podcast with you, a little bit of stuff sort of rubs off on me and I go, oh, give this running thing a go. So I did couch to 5k with my lad who started doing it first. Um, and I, I must say, as as, as um, a forty seven year old, funnily enough, and obviously I know it will go down at some point. Um, I am much fitter and much healthier, and I can run ten k or five k much, much, much quicker than I could twenty years ago. And that makes me feel good about the whole aging process. I'm fine with that. And you've spoken about this before. You've spoken about my or, or, or people's training age. Yeah, it's exactly that. And again, I think this is something that can be easy to potentially overlook or perhaps just not be aware of in the in the first case but everybody can have a funny relationship with age we all can I, I catch myself I try to be very mindful people that know me personally like yourself and my friends Pete will will, will know that um I I'm not I'm not I'm not an expert at that but I do try to sort of catch my thoughts if that makes sense and try to be hyper aware of how I'm feeling and we can have a funny relationship with age. And it's something that we all share. We're all going to get older. No matter how old you are listening to this show now, you are going to age and at the same rate. And it's easy to almost view that negatively, you know, like, oh, you know, people that like you, Pete, that started running during the coronavirus and lockdown, maybe you sort of dipped your toe in the water of the gym. You kind of was semi-regular at the gym doing a few classes and things. And then that was taken away from you because of lockdown. Or oh, what can I do? Or oh, I know I need to do something with my fitness. Or oh, maybe I'll start running. And so it goes on. But actually, if you are, let's say you started running when you were 40, 50 or something like this, it doesn't mean that you are over the hill. It doesn't mean that, oh, I should have started when I was 21, you know, you don't want to be telling yourself those things. Yes, of course, there's some benefits to that, but there's less wear and tear on the body as well. And the, the other way of looking at it is this whole training age thing is I often look at that. So if I have a runner and they're potentially interested in some coaching and some help, right? So we, we first of all find out, okay, what do you want to achieve? What, what's it all about? You know, what's your why? And then we look at the history of their training and their age. And, and the history is really important because I don't just focus on the age. Oh, well, you're 50 or you're 30 or you're 70 or you whatever age. It's how long have you been running? Oh, right. Okay. That's interesting. So you've only been running two years. So if you've only been running two years as an example, which is not a long time, by the way, generally speaking, that's not a long time in, in kind of the world of running. It means that you've got potentially quite a lot of, ability to unlock does that make some sense some fit sure yeah absolutely yeah it does not, you know particularly if you're not coming from a massive sporting background i don't know if you're a pro cyclist and you suddenly switch into running the fitness is there isn't it let's be honest it's just cycling specific what we need to do now is make that that transition and and put that fitness through through the 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 biomechanical action of running so that's slightly different but that's something to definitely bear in mind you know the whole training age thing because it does mean that there's still a lot of potential there, no matter how old you start. And it's never too late, right? Never too late. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd, um, I'm a big fan of it never being too late. I really am. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, interesting as well. 
when you were talking about, well, when Mike said what he said about um, motivation and it changing during the years, and then you talked about injury, and I, I've just looked over at my screen here, and I remember, do you remember when we spoke to Rick Kelsey from the Ruling Channel? Ah, oh, Rick, Rick was great, actually. He, he was good for mm. He was he was massively injured though, wasn't he? He was pretty much unable to um, walk any distance, and he was on crutches at the time. I think um, from what I've seen, he's doing a hell of a lot better now. But this was quite some time ago. Shall I play what he said when we asked him about motivation? Do it. Right, I'm going to do it. Hang on. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to try and do it. Here we go. It means something that can change your life for the better. That's what motivation is. Oh, something that can change your life for the better. I, I remember when I when I asked him that question, and he gave that response. And what was really interesting is because we ask this question every episode, don't we? And because people don't know it's coming, unless of course they listen to the show, but then it's easy to forget. You know, one hundred and one things going off, and they go, "Oh crap! I forgot you were going to ask me that question. I'd like to have been prepared for that." So it can catch people off guard. And it's such a big question, isn't it? I mean, if I ask you now, listening to this, what does the word motivation mean to you? How do you respond quickly to that? It's easy to get flustered and think, oh, gosh, what? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But Rick was great because there was this big pause where he really, he really considered it. And then when he gave that response, we paused. There was a massive pause where we were just digesting what he said. It just had so much impact, didn't it? I think it's yeah, yeah, bang on. And you know, just picking up, 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 just sorry, just picking up on that, Pete. While I've got this thought in my head, I thought this earlier actually, and I wanted to mention it. So Rick's talking about change, you know, changing for the better and stuff, and like this, um, uh, making a shift, you know, in, in in something you know positive. I think focusing on change can help with motivation, right? So mentioned earlier about the difficulty, particularly, okay, all time of year, but particularly this time of year, December is we're, we're live now, cold in the UK, motivation's a little bit low leading up to Christmas. I went for a run yesterday evening. Was I super motivated? No, I, I wasn't. I think people sometimes think, oh, Jake, he's a running coach. He does the podcast 100 episodes. He must be, you know, supercharged all the time, bouncing out the door like Tigger. no. It's not real life. But what got me out the door yesterday and the thing that often gets me out the door when I'm not feeling it is not the race. So it's not any particular event that I have signed up for for next year. It's to change the energy. I work from home. I spend a lot of time on my own indoors. I speak to people on the podcast mm -hmm. through a microphone or through a video camera, doing live videos on Instagram and these things. And sometimes you can go a bit insane. You're just kind of stuck on you know, your own thoughts, the kind of same four walls. I love where I live and recently moved to Winchester. But sometimes you just need to change something. And you know, putting some music on can change the energy, but also putting some shoes on and getting out there. And you know, there are times when I... I get out there to attempt to change the energy. And what I mean by that is make me feel different. So I want to come back from the run feeling different from how I felt before I, I left for that run. And, and by different, I mean better. Let's be honest, more energized, a little bit clearer. Maybe my tolerance levels have, have increased again. You know, the frustration of the last attempted live that we did and the chaos with the mixing desk. I mean, we laugh about it, but it was really frustrating because we, we want to create a great show. We care about what we do and it's frustrating. But just going out there, being mindful of changing the energy helps me to hit that reset button. So off the back of what Rick mentioned there about what does the word motivation mean to him, I think that's really valuable. I think that's a big takeaway and something definitely to remember and bear in mind. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I hear you, you know, you say that you do need to get out. I love what I do. I'm a, a full-time podcast producer, you know, and, um, uh, uh, but again, I'm based at home and I love it. I love it. It's brilliant because I can work everything around my own time and all that rock and roll stuff but you know i do work really hard some days <laughs> some days i work exceptionally hard and and i'm editing audio and i'm editing video and i'm doing x y and z and and i'm i'm again i'm in a studio i'm in four walls it's just four it's, it's yes it's it's a nice four walls but it's four walls and it can drive you slightly insane and that's why i go out that's why i go running and you'll say to me or people will say oh how how far have you gone i've no idea how far i went I don't know how long I went for either because I don't even take my watch. I don't take my phone with me. I just go, and sometimes I'll take my phone and listen to a podcast. Pretty often not, though, because I've been listening to podcasts and I've had you know sound in my ears all day long. So it's just that change. And also, you know, there's that there's that thing that my whole life is around um, driven around metrics. You know, how many downloads have we had? How many, you know, this 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 um, client wants to know how many downloads they've had. That client wants to know this, that, or the other, or the sponsor wants to know how many downloads, how much, you know, how much interaction, yada, yada, yada. I don't, I don't want to look at numbers when I'm running. I just want to go and not even think about that stuff at all. And um, I've not been running for 10 days, but I've just taught myself into a run because I can do with one. It's escapism, isn't it, for, for many people? And, and, and this leads nicely, actually, to kind of bringing up the point of, of injury, which, which I mentioned can always happen to, to people. I hope you never get injured, but the reality is it, it might happen. And I always say to people, and I try to tell myself this as well, that when you're injured... Perhaps, so you want to be pragmatic. You want to get back running, of course. So you need to do what is required. Rest. You need to be smart. Maybe it's worth making an appointment with a specialist to get things looked at, physiotherapist or whatever the course of action might be. Then, because there's like this void in your life, right? So it's really weird because you kind of, sometimes we have lack of motivation to get out there, right? As we've said. And then we're suddenly injured and it's like, oh, man. I couldn't be asked to run last Tuesday. Now it's Tuesday. I'm injured. I wish I could run. I'd just get out there. I, w- I you know, I'll always be motivated when I return to running. And I just, I just think it's, it's a very real thing to want to get back as soon as possible. But I would say, look at what running gives you. So again, that question, why do you run? And when you're injured, try to find something else that gives you that, that, that evokes that same feeling, if you like, that feeling of joy or that reset button that we've just spoken about, you know, getting out there and changing the energy. Often that's associated with being outdoors, getting some fresh air. You could just get out there and and go for a bit of a walk. Maybe you're able to walk, but you're not able to run. So that could be a, a possibility. Or shifting the focus completely. It doesn't really matter what it is. I mean, obviously, if you're training for an event or a race, if you are able to do some form of training, then that is very helpful indeed, because you're going to maintain some of your fitness levels. But if you're not able to do any form of exercise, what can you do that can give you some of the same feelings and maybe some of the same benefits that running can give you? And it don't have to be, it doesn't have to be fitness based. You know, it, it doesn't, you know, I know a lot of people run for the social element as well, for the connection with people, you know, human contact. We all need that now, especially with what we've, the world's dealt with over these past couple of years. Maybe that's a massive motivation for you to get involved with your running club and get connected with your run buddies. Maybe you're not asked about running on a Thursday night, but actually you're like, I want to see my mates. So I'm going to go and that's what I'm going to do. 
So there's the answer, isn't it? If you're injured, you still arrange time with friends to give you an exam for. So it's ticking a box. It's giving you something that your normal kind of running life gives you, but without aggravating the injury further. Again, it's all that kind of mindset stuff. You know, I think there's, there's so much more to running than just ticking those miles off. I really believe that. Yeah, yeah, massively. Absolutely. Do you know, um, if you've just joined us, thanks so much. Uh, Jake, you have got to be in charge of answering calls. If anyone decides to call, uh, you have to be in charge of that. Because I I was looking at my screen and expecting to be able to sit, but I can't see that because technically I think I'm a guest. I don't know what's, I don't really know what's going on, but you keep an eye on that. Uh, If you've got any questions about running, then do ask them, please. Um, Feel free to ask them. Uh, If you don't want to talk, that's cool. Uh, Just put your message in the uh, little message box there. Um, I know that I'm technically a guest just like you and a thing keeps popping up and saying, oh, supporters and send gifts. We're not asking you to do that. We don't expect anything from you just so that we're clear. That's Podbean asking you to give us gifts. I wouldn't want a gift. I, I wouldn't know what to do with a gift. I wouldn't have a clue. Um, the best gift you could you could give us is is to um, listen back to some of the episodes of the podcast that we've already done. We're doing this live. We've never done one before, uh, but we're giving it a go because we got to 100 episodes. Um, we did no preparation particularly. Um, we didn't, you know, like a show who knew what they were doing would surely play back the best bits from the last 100 episodes or something. Uh, we're not We're not doing that because we don't have that. We don't have that audio available. Well, we do. It's on It's on our, our podcast feed. But if you do want to have a listen, there's uh, 100 episodes of Running With Jake, the podcast, and there's loads of other stuff as well. We had some great guests on throughout. And one of the things that we do, we do something called Hashtag Ask Jake. And um, we've, had, we've answered 100 questions over the last couple of years, but there are some that we haven't answered. And I'm just, you know, I think we've inadvertently answered some of these about how do you struggle um, this time of year? How do I stay motivated through December? I think we've kind of dealt with that. Oh, oh a practical, a really practical one, Jake, for you. Mm, um, for Marie, Marie says... In winter, my fingers and toes get so cold. What can I do to keep them warm? Even I, I could answer that. And I'm not a running guy. Stay Don't in. Run. Don't run. <laughs> Don't run. Put the fire on. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Marie, I am exactly the same. And and to be honest, sometimes it, over the years, it has been pretty uncomfortable, almost painful when you get the whole numb fingers and toes. My, I, I tend to get the cold hands, the fingers. Martina, my girlfriend, gets the cold toes. It's it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, the, the first thing is to, to, I suppose, understand why this may potentially happen. If, if you are going, so let's say you're you're indoors, you're spending the day at home, and then, you, and then you're suddenly putting the trainers on, getting out there for a run, and it's pretty cold out there, you, you need to make sure that you do a nice warm-up because if you go from being nice and toasty and warm inside to then the extreme cold outside, your body kind of panics. And, and from my understanding, it says, what the hell is happening? And it diverts your blood flow to the, to the muscles, to the working muscles, so namely your legs and your arms for your arm swing. So that's what it tries to do. And that's where your extremities so the toes and the fingers can get seriously cold so a warm-up can definitely help and it's not just about keeping the toes and and fingers warm there's so many benefits to warming up properly and you don't need to get super creative with this you don't need to be like some big expert just actually moving around in the home let's say you're running from home that's your starting point just moving around in the home before you get out there can help just to raise your core body temperature a little bit. So there's less, it's less extreme once you do get out there. I I hope that makes some sense to you. In fact, you'll probably laugh at this, but we do keep things very real on the show. And 
Pete, I genuinely mean this, right? On a Saturday, it's a bit of a routine for me. So when I'm sort of doing long runs, just coming back from injury, so I'm not doing long runs at the moment, but when I normally am, in the morning on a Saturday, I typically do my long run. I'll get some breakfast. And do you know what I do then? Go on. I clean the house. Okay. And I clean the house, A, because I want the house clean, it needs cleaning, but B, mm. because it's part of my warm-up. Oh, it's right, yeah. My warm-up. You know, if mm. you think about it, and this comes back from my personal training days of, of kind of functional movement, if you like. So moving in ways that are beneficial and directly replicate kind of the normal movement patterns that you do in everyday life. So if you're, if you're I'm pretty meticulous. I'm a bit of a clean freak, Pete. So I'm, I'm wiping down the tops of the door frames, I promise you. And I'm bending down to uh, dust the tops of the, um, of the skirting board. So you're constantly up and down. Um, uh, you are thorough. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Martini thinks I'm bonkers. It's true. I am bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've always been like that. I'm pretty systematic with how I clean the house. But the point being, I'm moving pretty quickly. I'm reaching up. I'm bending down. I'm vacuuming. I'm polishing. So I get the job done. I'm allowing my breakfast to digest as well, because that's obviously helpful. You don't want to eat and just get up and run. I mean, we probably did that when we were 14 years old but as adults we don't really want to do that you want some time to digest the food and then i'll get out there for a run so it kind of serves lots of purposes and especially on a cold morning i'm nice and warm another big tip for you and i think this is a great trick and i'm not sure if that many people are aware of this it's a bit of a mistake i made pete when i started to kind of get into the running so before i was a running coach and i was getting into the whole thing you start to run through winter you're like my god i'm freezing so you overdress first of all you put way too much on a mile or two miles in, 10, 20 minutes, you, you know, you're sweating and you're stripping off and having to tie things around your waist. But I used to get gloves and they were like the most tight fitting gloves ever. You know, it's mm. like I had to, I couldn't have any space in them. I needed because I want to be warm. So you want to get cozy. So you want to peel it on and, ah, you know, it was like latex gloves, like I'm about to do some kind of <laughs> surgical procedure. And the reason that is a bad thing to do is because it's actually the air that your fingers warm up around your fingers. So it's the air between the glove and your fingers that you want to warm up. That's like the insulation effectively. You know, if you think about it like housing or if, if you've got one of those kind of puffer jacket type, you know, the down jackets that you wear, it's the air inside that's really, really helpful. So if you're buying and wearing gloves that are way too small for you, too tight, all you're doing is squeezing all the air out of there. So your fingers are really going to feel it. So I would definitely recommend being hyper aware of that. So that's two things. It's quite a long answer, isn't it? But I think it's really relevant at the moment. Mm, so it's, mm. it's, it's making sure that you do a nice warm up indoors, whether that's cleaning the house, like me, I'm a bit of an idiot on a Saturday morning, <laughs> or whether it's just doing whatever. You sound like you a perfect, you sound, sound like a perfect housewife, Jake. Don't knock yourself. <laughs> or whether it's just uh, making sure that you, uh, you know, do some form of activity in the house so you're nice and warm. Make sure the gloves aren't too tight fitting. And I thought of something else and it escapes me now. Oh, what was it? This was a great one about keeping fingers and toes warm uh oh it's, are you it's doing hard. a bit are you doing a bit or have you actually forgotten no i've genuinely forgotten like, <laughs> another one i was like that's brilliant i just get so carried away when people ask me questions like running related i'm like yeah 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 let's 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 do that let's do that um, we can come back to it if you want i mean come back to it when it pops in your head <laughs> oh, that's really annoying me. It's great. I was like, oh, that's going to really help. That's going to really help Marie. And now she's never going to listen to the show. She's never going to listen to the show. 
I can't. I because can't you've upset it. her. Because you've no. right. So think fingers and toes. Let me. I'll say the question again in the hopes that it reminds you of what you're going to say. <laughs> Marie says, "In winter, my fingers and my toes get really cold. What can I do to keep them warm?" You talked about gloves. You talked about insulation. You talked about warm ups. You talked about you know getting the heart rate going and getting ooh, getting ooh, all ooh, that. Kind. Ooh, whoa, whoa! Ooh, you've got it. Got Great. It. Quick, it. say it before it. it goes again. Yeah, yeah. It is the. Oh no. No, that was a bit. You like that? No, I've got it. It is, and this, I only said this to Martina yesterday when we were running, actually. This is the best type of clothing ever, in my opinion. Like, you know, when it gets to winter, we, we're like, oh, what's the best thing to wear? Everybody focuses on waterproofs. So I need a waterproof jacket, but then you're sweating your ass off in a fully tape seamed waterproof jacket. In my opinion, the best thing ever is windproofing. Windproof gloves are man they're like the best things in the world like i mean do I they have... actually work do they oh, work man. does that yeah. stuff work yeah yeah because wind windproofing is from my understanding i mean I'm, I'm not an expert on this in terms of like the clothing and fabric but from my understanding there's like a, a very thin membrane in mm. in the clothing so obviously not just gloves it could be a gilet i, I love a good gilet I love the word gilet as well. Gilet. So do I. I said it the other day and my lad had a laugh at me and said, yeah, what yeah. are you speaking French for? I'm going, I don't think it is French, is it? I don't know. <laughs> a gillette. I love a good gillette. A, yeah. uh, but, <laughs> it's the best a man can get. <laughs> but windproofing is like a thin membrane um, that doesn't have any kind of perforations in it, from my understanding. And, and it just it stops the wind from penetrating it. So you can't, there's no real weight to it and things like that. That's why you get these really lightweight windproof jackets. I mean, you barely know you're wearing them. You can roll them up into a small ball, stick it in your, in your pocket or wherever. Um, so that is kind of the technology behind it. So yes, in answer to your question, Pete, it definitely works. And, I, and for mm. me, it's, it's the most comfortable because wind just sucks, right? I mean, who... I don't think anybody particularly enjoys running in the wind, really. I mean, yeah, it just sucks, doesn't it? It's never really helpful. It's never bloody behind you for a second. Actually, I do remember the first time I ran in rain. Uh, not in rain, sorry, in wind. And I did text you and said, mate, you've never told me about this wind stuff. What's going on here? Yeah, Because it well, really does. It's, it's awful. I mean, I've got two. I think I've got two waterproof jackets. Okay, so mm. I've got three. I can't remember, but I've, I've, I've two or three waterproof jackets. A couple of them are very, very old. They're very good. But honestly, I hardly ever wear them. And, and you know, we're in the UK here. The weather can be pretty pants. I'll only really wear it if, A, it's a long run. So I'm out there for quite some time. And B, if it's off-road. I love the off-road. I love getting onto the soft stuff, you know, in, in um, the national parks and things like that. And, and because it can be so changeable, the weather conditions... I like to have a waterproof jacket with me if you check the weather and all these things, but you don't want to be kind of two hours from home, the heavens open and you're on really difficult, challenging technical terrain. You haven't got a waterproof. You're just going to get even, even colder. It's just not a good situation, but kind of just normal runs around the road. I, I barely, I can't even remember the last time I wore a, water, a waterproof. I would prefer like a base layer that's pretty tight fitting and then some kind of waterproof uh, sorry windproof protection so that might be a, a gilet or a gillette in your <laughs> case i really like that and and the windproof gloves i just find it helps so much because it's the cold it's the wind the wind chill that can often make you really suffer so does that answer marie's question is that i, mean, I think it does that's a three that's a three prong that's a three prong attack to one question that was long. So i think I mean, 
Yeah. Well, on the show, we're, we're pre- we answer them pretty quickly, don't we? We do. We do. Again. We do. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Ash Jake, you know, in winter, my fingers and toes get so cold. What can I do to keep them warm? Don't run. Kind of done. And then we move that, on. Yeah, done, done. Yeah. Although, you, you, although your, your, your answer was very comprehensive, mm. I think mine was definitely the best. There's no right. doubt about that. Definitely. Anyway, look, um, I mean, we've, we, we, we did say between the two of us that we'll see how this goes and, uh, you know, we'll knock it on the head after an hour. We've been going for 55 minutes. We're basically, we are, uh, celebrating the 100th episode of our podcast, uh, Running With Jake, the podcast. Go and have a listen to it. If you don't think we, we sound too bad, uh, go and have a listen to it. It's it's actually better than this because it's edited and we take all the crap out, whereas you're getting all the crap this time. Do apologize for that. Yeah, it's just um, a guest on the show. We, 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 it's literally <laughs> it just a guest. We don't it's just do anything. The guest. We just yeah. uh, edit editors out. It's, it's uh, the best the best way to be. But um, we, we have got a whole bunch of questions, and we've only actually answered two because the questions uh, the answers that you've given have been so comprehensive so should we do one more do you want to do one more okay let's answer one more question before we do that actually Pete, i think it, it's interesting because i actually love this whole live thing i know this is probably a chat for after the live where you and i call each other and we say you know how did it go do you think it worked did it not work could you hear me did i sound okay was that it- was god awful and my car, and my car still wet <laughs> next <laughs> exactly. question exactly well i can't feel my fingers and toes in the cupboard just so you know, <laughs> so you know it's drafty but it's really nice because this is kind of a platform for us to be able to, first of all, take questions live, which if we do uh, more lives in the future, that's going to be definitely something that I want to explore and get people to ask some questions live and you can get involved. But I don't feel so under pressure because we like to keep the show sort of 40 minutes, 40, 50 minutes there in. It's a nice time for people to listen to on their commute or their runs. Whereas now I feel like when Marie asked me this question, I roll my sleeves up. Let's go to town. This is it. <laughs> Let's give you all the answers to this question. Well, look, no, that I'm, is I'm that, gonna, I mean, that's the, the podcast trying... is about, like you say, about 40 minutes long. So if you've got 40 minutes to spare, go and have a listen to um, to some of them. There's a hundred of them. There's a hundred of them. And if you do want to decide which one to start at, you can either start at one classic or you can go to running with jake.com forward slash plodcast. Uh, plodcast, that's with an L because of plodding and stuff running with jake.com forward slash podcast and you can see all of the episodes there and all of the all of the show notes and stuff so you can decide where to start yourself running with jake the podcast we're out <laughs>